Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is The Lowdown with Lindsay Lohan. This is my chance to share with you all some amazing people, places, and things that are inspiring to me. I hope that each episode will challenge you, inspire you, and give me the chance to share more of my life with all of you. Welcome to The Lowdown. I've invited Rosanna Pancino on today. I'm hungry all the time, so she's going to tell me her sweet success story of how she became a social media superstar. Hey, Rosanna, how are you? I want to welcome you to The Lowdown. Thank you so much for being here. I know you have such a busy schedule, but it's so exciting to have you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited, and I'm so excited you are doing a podcast. I've been really <laughs> getting into podcasts since the pandemic, and this is awesome. <laughs> I'm not the best with technology, which is just funny because well, everything I do actually. is online. Wait, so that's wild. This is going to be fun. I was going to ask you, I'm very new to, I mean, I just recently got a TikTok account. I have no idea how to use it. It makes me nervous and it scares me. (laughs) So how did, how did you, uh, you started on YouTube, but how did you learn all of the ropes and how did you begin with all of that? Who helped you kind of set everything up and get going? I met some friends when I moved to Los Angeles. I grew up in Seattle, Washington, and after school, I didn't really like know what I wanted to do. I felt a little lost, and I moved to Los Angeles because I loved entertainment, and I didn't know what I was going to do in entertainment, so I just volunteered a lot at first. Like I volunteered on small movie sets just to like gain experience. I was a PA. I had really oddball jobs. Like um, a friend needed a hand double for the show Ghost Whisper. So (laughs) I became, I joined SAG because these little hands were were, um, Jennifer Love Hewitt's son on the show. Um, They they needed... um, these were little boy hands, uh, the, the no character way. Aiden. Um, so I was his hand double. Um, so it just so weird. And then when I was on those bigger sets, I just got so fascinated with mm-hmm. how people make television shows. I had no idea because no one in my family worked in entertainment. They were all kind of like scientists, kind of nerdy types. My Grandpa was a nuclear physicist. Wow. So they were totally out of their league. I was out of my league. Nobody knew. And just seeing how TV shows and like movies were made was 
so fascinating to me. I just, it was like controlled chaos. There's like a 200 person crew and they're getting these shots done so quickly, <laughs> but it's like a, a controlled zoo. Like Welcome a, a to circus. the career I chose. <laughs> <laughs> the and controlled was, chaos just, of a set. Yes, that that's yeah. how it felt. And I just could not stop taking it in. I, I wanted to know what do all the guys in lighting do? What, what do these guys do? What's this for? I was just so curious because there was, you know, a hundred things going on. Yeah. And it's um, also hurry up and wait, right? So you get there, yeah. everything is a rush and then you just end up sitting and kind of waiting until it's your yes. go. <laughs> yes, that's it. And with my downtimes and kind of off days that I would have, I started to like audition and just try to really find a home. I was just kind of trying to figure out where do I fit in. And I met some people who were doing YouTube. And I said, what the heck is YouTube? Because YouTube didn't even exist when I was in high school. Um, And I said, that's a thing? Like, what what do you mean? And they said, well, you can, you can make comedy videos, you can do, you know, people are doing beauty tutorials, people, it's a creative outlet. And but that's the, that's the question I have for you. How comfortable, because you, you have to be really confident and comfortable to do that. I mean, if you, if you even tried to get me to start a YouTube channel, I would run the other way. <laughs> but, yeah. but how did you build that, that comfort? How did you find that comfortable place and that confidence to even begin that? I mean, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I really love the... I love the camera or I felt really comfortable with the camera. And I think I also really love people. I'm a very social person. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would call myself a social butterfly. And I always like meeting new people and hanging out with my friends. I think that that's what I really value and cherish the most in life is like ten- time with friends and family. And every time I've gone to an event or worked on a new set or even growing up, like gone to a a birthday party of a friend, I usually would end up connecting with someone or like meeting a new person in my life. And I'm just kind of a long-term relationship gal. So I think being really social and kind of bubbly and just having a big love for people. And I kind of I kind of felt the same way about the camera because I felt like on the other end of the camera, there's people, there's a person. Like, So, so you felt, felt like you had very, a lot to offer people already. It was just getting it, it started, just, really. Yeah, it just felt very um, comfortable. But I think I felt okay, a little so, uncomfortable at first. It just took a little practice. So was to, that, did you, because people mentioned to you beauty tutorials and all the other things you could do, What what made you go and say, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to (laughs) bake. I love baking. It was like a side hobby that I'd done since I was little. And when I first started my YouTube channel, I tried vlogging where the everyday vloggers carry their cameras around and are talking to their cameras. And I tried doing that and I enjoyed it. But it was when I was making a a star cake, like this Mario star cake (laughs) for an E3 event. Um, I uploaded it and I was like, well, this is what I'm doing today. Might as well make a little video about it. And people, it was the first time that the online community on YouTube went, we love this. They said a geeky baking show doesn't exist. 
on television. It doesn't exist online. This is the first one. We keep doing this. And I was like, oh, okay. So I really just listened to everybody online, this small community that was starting to form as I was posting all these silly videos. And uh, I would just ask them, okay, what cake do you want to see next week? And they had all these suggestions and I was really interactive and I loved just talking to people. And so every week we would do a new cake or a new dessert. And at first they were all geeky because that was what was being requested. I mean, mm. Lindsay, these, these everybody just wanted the geeky cakes. They wanted Zelda <laughs> cakes. They wanted Mario. They wanted Minecraft. That's all they wanted at first. So you had to it, expand too in your talents in a way to start baking yeah. all these different kinds of cakes that people were expecting really. Yeah, because I had all these like home delicious recipes that my grandma used to make. She was Italian and my mom too. She's a dual citizen. I was going to ask you because I come from an Italian grandmother as well on both sides. <gasps> yes. Oh, you <laughs> so get it like, then. We have, this, we have this in common. But I, so I'm more of the, I like the savory side of cooking rather mm. than the sweet. Mm. I don't know. You'd probably have to convince me of why I should start learning to bake more and taking time for that because... <gasps> Oh, I'm a pasta man. girl. <laughs> oh, I love pasta. That's my, I love to make a chicken piccata is my favorite. I, oh, that I'm is chicken delicious. Parmesan. <laughs> Ooh, chicken parm all yum. the way. <laughs> it's, you know, I've always had a sweet tooth. I just, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. So my parents said, you can basically pick your hobby and all the hobbies are what I call functional hobbies. We could pick between we could help cook, we could help bake, we could help garden. We had a little garden in our backyard or we could um, sew because sewing, I sewed a lot with my mom. But my favorite was baking because that was sugar, that was treats, but it was That was probably a nightmare for your mom at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, this is so messy. But I got better and better over the years. So like bless her heart for putting up with me, always baking in the kitchen and um, having so much fun. That was my favorite hobby. And then my sister actually is a really good sewer. How do you say that? Um, seamstress, seamstress, a tailor, seamstress, a tailor. <laughs> yeah. She used to sew like our Halloween costumes. She even helped my mom sew my prom dress. So she's really talented in that area. And then I, I just love the sweets. There's a bunch of sweets, Lindsay, that are not so sweet. They're kind of more on the savory side. There's a lot of muffins that are like that, that they kind of teeter between yummy, sweet you know, just deli yeah, delicious bread, you know, like, like it's right on that borderline that I recipes. think you'd like. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I can do that. Also some really weird things I learned over the years with baking as the audience started to want more basic recipes like, hey, what's your favorite coffee cake recipe or stuff? And I started to have to learn and talk to my mom about family recipes that we've had for years. And I learned some really weird things like coffee cake doesn't have coffee in it. I mean, it goes, they named it that because it goes with coffee. With coffee. This I know from my grandmother, my Nona. <laughs> she yes, would but... always have a piece of the coffee cake. She had Entenmann's coffee cake she loved mm. with her cup of coffee. Mm. <laughs> oh, so good. We just have a lot of foodies in the family. I There's so many of them. My uncle Enzo had a restaurant in San Fran. Um, and unfortunately, after like 20 years, it shut down during the pandemic. Oh, because no. he was... He was um, 
I don't think they did as much like uh, takeout, like delivery. It was much more like old school. People really came there. It was always lively and full. And it was a tutu qua. It meant everything is here. And it was just delicious. And so I think it runs in our that family. That reminds we have me a lot of something. Because I, mm. whenever I come to New York, I always, the first thing I have to do is get a slice of pizza from Joe's Pizza. I don't know what, mm. <laughs> I don't know what your like holy grail of food is. I'd, I'd love to know. <laughs> Pizza. pizza. So what is your Literally. favorite pizza then? Because I like the really thin pizza. Yeah, that's, this is Joe's. Have you had Joe's pizza before? No. Okay. Your is it like have. real Italian? Like real, like it's, it's the really thin. thin, a lot of cheese with pepperoni. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my, my style, but it's just mm. that one a crunchy. It just has that great bite. <laughs> no, we're both getting hungry. I can see. <laughs> I know. I'm like starting to drool. <laughs> <laughs> But that's my favorite. Uh, Pizza's all-time favorite. I can never get sick of it. I could eat it every day of my life. But I don't like the thick crust. I don't like the deep dishes. I don't like... Oh, that's like Sicilian. Yeah, I don't like... Like Sicilian style. It's too much. much. Once in a while, I can go there. But it's just heavy. The light stuff, I could eat every day. Yeah. and Because you feel it's not doing so much damage to you. You feel a little bit better. Yeah. It just fills you on the spot. I feel a little lighter, <laughs> not so bloated. Same with desserts. You know, you got to pace it out. You got to like, just when I'm developing a recipe or tasting it, I've learned now just have little nibbles, share with all the friends and family. I was going to ask you what- eat eight of them in a day. Like what advice would you give to people that are going <laughs> into baking, that are that are nervous to start baking? Because it's such, it is pretty tedious when you get into it. But what advice would you have for people? I would say to like have me. fun with it. <laughs> Yeah, and be really forgiving of yourself because baking is such a science. It's really how the chemicals are going to react together. The ingredients are going to react together in the heat of the oven. So it's kind of one of those things where you do your science, you make your batter, you put it in, and then you just kind of hope when it hits the heat that everything's you know is balanced. But I would say just give yourself a lot of grace and be patient and play with it because even if you mess it up a little bit, usually my grandma used to say, yeah, mistakes are delicious. Like it's hard to make a terrible cookie. Like it's hard to really make a cookie that you don't even want to have a bite of. So you can, I would say just take it slow, give yourself a lot of grace and, and, and some lightheartedness with it. I've, I've tested recipes so many times and failed so many times like French macarons those are the finniest <laughs> they are so finickiest, finicky right? yeah finickiest yeah. they're they're like they were my nemesis for a while i i made these cookies dozens of times before i got them to really behave and to get them to, to be what uh, what you know a french chef would be proud of uh that i wouldn't be embarrassed to be like <laughs> i was going to ask you did you never went to culinary school did you or any sort of baking school no or, or that's did interesting you? i'm self taught through my grandma and my family and then when i started making videos on youtube I decided at first I focused like on decorating. I had a lot of fun with the decoration. I said you could use any recipe you want, whether you want to do vegan or gluten-free or whatever. We're just going to focus on the fun part, the decorating. Um, But then as time went on and people wanted more recipes, 
I decided I need some help because I could make my family recipes, but if I really wanted to get outside of my comfort zone and have some more fun. So I teamed up with a culinary producer who used to teach, you won't believe this, Lindsay, at, she used to teach at Cordon Bleu. Fancy, that's, what, fancy. that's what I was thinking of when I heard baking because I have a friend who's at Cordon Bleu. So. <gasps> Yes. And it was incredible. It really changed my life working with her. I got to work with her for probably over three years. And it was, she used to teach there. So she was just giving me private lessons every day. I was learning uh, hands-on for years. So even though it wasn't an official certificate, like a a degree or a a formal training, it, it kind but of to have that privately. in your back pocket and that knowledge yeah. that you get from someone at Cordon Bleu is such an honor too. Yeah, but that's it really crazy that you never wonderful. You did this all without any training. Also, like acting as well for you, you kind of just went and did it. You're just a go getter. I love just that. Just kind of jumped in there, <laughs> you know, feet first, and then you just kind of see what happens. And sometimes it's wonderful, and sometimes it's a disaster. But at least you I know. would say. Yeah, professionally, it's been wonderful because you you jump in, you just see if you like it or not. With Mm -hmm. dating, it hasn't been great because I really will jump into a relationship, you know, full heart, you know, full into it. And what's your sign? What sign are you? (laughs) I'm a Gemini. Oh, Um, that's interesting that you feel that way. You know what's really funny is a lot of my friends say I don't act completely like a Gemini. I don't know what that means. I think because I'm a Cancer, so we're pretty close. And I'm yeah. I'm very full wholehearted when I go into something, and I'm I'm very like maternal and loyal. So I get I completely understand that and relate to you on that. <laughs> I really connect with that. That's how I am with like relationships. My boyfriend and I we've been together for over 10 years now. Wow. I'm just what? I'm just really love long-term relationships. So it's someone's told me that's not very Gemini like, but I was like, well maybe I got a weird <laughs> rising sign or whatever the you yeah, know like we need maybe to check there's yeah, we gotta check it because maybe there's like some. I'm getting like a the vibes or the force from somewhere no, but else. I, I also I think I think you're on point because my little brother is a Gemini and my fiance is a Gemini and they mm-hmm. they're you know sensitive as well. You're, they're sensitive and and they're they yeah. stick by the person that they love. So it is similar to Cancer. Maybe they're just good people. You're just all Gemini's <laughs> are good people. <laughs> I love every Gemini I've met. I've had a lot of fun with. I mean, oh, it's just, (laughs) we're like a party. (laughs) Hey, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back. I had to put a lot of concealer on today. I was up really late last night. I did another one of those... um, Bob Ross paintings. I like trying to follow his tutorials, but instead of using paint, I use buttercream icing. Oh, well, this is really cool. <laughs> it's weird. But does it? <laughs> it works. <laughs> it's amazing. Like it actually had really great results, and I found out that I really liked painting through doing this silly kind of bonehead idea, and then That's it turned out to a be something idea. I like. Well, you for kids' classes or something, you can do kids painting but cooking classes <laughs> so I they can be learning two things at once if they accidentally eat the paint it's edible it's, it's buttercream it's very safe for kids <laughs> <laughs> warning children will come home very hyperactive 
Yeah. <laughs> Might have a sugar high sugar when they come overload, home. Sugar overload, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, I want to play this. I play this game with all my guests. It's called Low Down and Dirty. <laughs> <gasps> I love this. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm ready for I love a game. <laughs> okay, I mean, I hope you think it's that exciting. <laughs> All right. If you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, <gasps> what movie are you watching? That would be Hocus Pocus. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. The perfect meal consists of pizza. Pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> pizza, 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 with dessert. Can I From say that? From the Beacon that? Queen I... herself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first video game you remember loving as a kid, and what are you playing right now? <gasps> this is a really good one. Oh, my God. The first video game as a kid? I remember I mine, actually. Super Mario Bros.? Oh, but then in high school, I spent a lot of time, uh, we had an N64, and so I played all the N64 games. We had Zelda, we had Goldeneye, I liked playing in the cave in Slapper Zone. I remember Zelda, I mean, that was... Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes! My first so was, was Duck Hunt. all those games. <laughs> Duck do you remember, Hunt! Do you remember Duck Hunt? Yes! That, that was, was a really good one. That was really fun for me. I love, that was my favorite. Did you um, play the okay. original Mario Kart? Yes! Like I used to have to school, fight with my brother over it all the time. Yeah, because it was like was it was a like one. a guy thing then. It wasn't cool for girls to play video games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Back there wasn't the a lot of us. I know. I grew up in uh, Seattle, which uh, a Nintendo headquarters are there. And one of my oddball jobs in high school was a video game tester. And they wanted more female video game testers. So I got to play video games and get paid for it. And I would just fill out like surveys and stuff after, you know, you'd that complete levels and stuff. <laughs> it was really fun. I, I So I played a lot of games, uh, yeah, because of, because of Nintendo. But it was uh, I had a great time. Yeah, that's such a cool job to have. And what a great experience. All right. Yeah, what's it was the funner favorite? than waitressing. <laughs> oh, sorry. Lindsay, what's, Just playing games. what's the favorite? What's, what's the TV show, series, movie, or binge fest that has your attention? Oh, my gosh. Everything right now. Since the <laughs> pandemic started, I think I've watched every new show that's come out. Okay, good. Recently, so I don't feel alone. <laughs> no. I've been consuming... <laughs> Everything. I just love television and movies. I really enjoy watching them. I think they're just pieces of art. Um, yeah. I love them, but I've been it's just really comforting to into, always have something going. Yeah. yeah. I like having a little background noise. Me Even too. Even when I bake, <laughs> I will put on a TV show when I'm baking. Like Great British Bake Off, I'll put that on. I did all like 19 seasons of S- SVU. I'll do that on in the background. <laughs> You'll do that but again. Lately, <gasps> I watched a scary one. I've been getting into crime documentaries. Okay, which one did I, you watch? On Hulu right now. I'm in the middle of it. I'm watching The Toolbox Killer. Oh, I started and Dead I'm Asleep. Watching this, what's Dead Asleep? <laughs> it's on It's on Hulu as well. It's another one. <gasps> oh, my God. I, okay, that, I'm writing and then this I, down. I watched The Tinder Swindler recently, which you have to watch on <gasps> Netflix. <laughs> I just finished that with my mom. <laughs> Lindsay, I just finished that with my mom. It's, it's incredible. So good. 
Did you see he has an Instagram and he's still <laughs> trying to go? He's, My he, sister called me right after like this. She's like, he's still on Instagram. <laughs> yes, he's still on Instagram. And all these dating apps are like uh, are banning him or blocking him. But he's still out there. He's still going. And I'm That's like, so <gasps> crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's just insane. And then the year the two girls went back on Tinder after that really threw me for a loop. I couldn't do that. And my, I got, I got a hot question for you. Have you ever done a dating app? No. Me? How could Me I? <laughs> How could you? True. True. Okay. True. Like, true. I just like, I feel like I really itself. missed it. I know. I, I know. Also, I never tried for it. Our, our generation, I would say, it wasn't, that wasn't a thing. If you no, really think it about wasn't. it. it wasn't. The yeah, only thing like that people had was eHarmony and Match.com later, mm-hmm. like when we were in our 20s. Yeah. So it's it wasn't – no one was swiping left or swiping right or whatever it is you do. No. <laughs> no. And all my girlfriends now who are dating, they're all using those dating apps and I don't even know the first thing about them. I wouldn't even know how to meet someone on there. I think I'd I think be it's... afraid if you opened it that it was going to see my face or something. So I'd have it like – Far from me. I don't know what's what's possible on the phones anymore. It's I feel old talking like this. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm the same way. I've really, I I've never used those, and I've always been fascinated by like all the new technology and apps coming out. I'm fascinated by them, and I'll jump into a few of them. But mm. do you ever feel like? There, I just kind of feel kind of like an old soul in that way, or kind of old school, where yeah, I you, you can some do things those you things, wanna, but I kind of you want to preserve don't. some, you want to keep your privacy a little bit, have some sort of private life. Yeah, it's it's important, yeah. especially when you're always putting yourself out there in your kitchen or your home or your food, and, and yeah, you need to keep something sacred. So I yeah. agree with that. Okay, bucket list vacation. <gasps> Oh my gosh, I have so many places. This is so hard for me. This is so hard for me. I've always wanted to go to Japan. I've never been. And let's see, I've done, I've been to Ireland because my dad was Irish. So we got to go to his town of origin. Germany, I want to go to Germany too. We like related somewhere because I'm half Italian, half Irish. So this is really freaking (gasps) me out. (laughs) Oh my gosh, are we cousins? We're going to have to look. We're going to have to go on Ancestry.com or something because this is just getting too weird. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, the Italian-Irish uh, family blends are always lively. That's what I've yeah. – all my friends who I've met, they're it, – it's – you know, we all love our families. We care about our families and they're – We love food, It's just a lively things. bunch. Yeah. <laughs> On my dad's uh, Irish side, everybody's pretty feisty. And then on my mom's Italian side, people are very passionate and emotional. Yeah. And so when you get them together, it's just like... It's fireworks. Come. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to blame um, that on my personality. I'll just say that's why there's fireworks in my head. It's those two genetic bloodlines coming together. And yeah, it's not I'm my the fault. Same. So you're not <laughs> alone in that. <laughs> it's that okay, combo. Who is your biggest supporter? That would probably be my family, but also my boyfriend, Mike, because he's the one who encouraged me to do YouTube and I really feel like he's the first person who believed in me. Yeah. Um, uh, even before I had um, an agent or a manager, I feel like he believed in me 
uh, before anyone else. My parents always loved me and, you know, supported what I was doing, but they really didn't know how to help and they didn't even know anything about entertainment. And I feel like Mike was career wise was like the biggest supporter and continues to be. He's like my biggest fan. He's like my biggest advocate and always looks out for me and makes me That's feel so just important. so That's so amazing. Yeah. It's, it's so, just like it's, a great especially when you're you know you're sharing your life with so many people and you're always busy and on the go to have someone that's such you know that's so strong by your side is just the best feeling in the world. Yeah, it, it just feels like yeah, you're not alone in life. You have, you know, your person, and yeah, it's just really neat. So and then you get to share of, everything with that person, and everything feels that much. Yes. It feels that much better in the end, and yeah, it's that much a bigger gratification. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Favorite ice cream flavor or dessert? <gasps> favorite ice cream flavor is mint chocolate chip. I love it. I've loved it since I was little, and I, <laughs> I still love, mint love it chip. today. I like that and pistachio. <gasps> oh, yeah, they're so good. <laughs> so the green colors. what was colors. the other one? Yeah, I it, it was ice cream flavor. What was the other question? Lindsay, I've totally forgotten it already. <laughs> no, I I'm forgot. the worst guest you've ever had. It was just, I, no, that was the last. It was, oh, ice oh, cream okay. flavor or dessert. Ooh, or dessert. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Desserts change every month, but I will say my favorite type of cake a chiffon cake, because that's fancy. I, I'm a sucker for a chiffon cake. I can't say no to one. I just know how much extra time and love goes into making one. And so whenever it's on a menu at any restaurant, I'm I'm a sucker. I have to have it. I, I'm like, yes. I'm, I don't think I'm familiar with a chiffon cake. So this is really cool, but a chiffon cake, the batter is kind of made up of two parts. So there's like a traditional cake batter, and then you make mm. a whipped meringue, and then you gently fold them together. And then when they bake, the cake is just so light and airy and fluffy, and it just melts in your mouth. And it's almost like you're eating angel food cake, but it's not. Oh, okay. And it's just this really light and beautiful texture. And if you put a Swiss buttercream on top of that, I mean, that buttercream is <laughs> no, you're like... You're going to make everyone that's listening's mouth water. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you guys, if, if any of you listening, anyone ever makes you from scratch a chiffon cake with a Swiss buttercream on top, that is love. There's I mean, love that in takes there. time. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Whew, that is some work. That's really like showing affection through food. Like the, oh, and I'm a sucker for it. It goes straight to my tummy. I'm like, yep. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> now you're making me want dessert, which I'm going to have to have after this. We're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back. What is something you want to tell the world? Anything you want to plug or say or just anything at all? I'm going to say something that I wish someone would have told me like when I was in high school. In high school, when I was really looking for a vocational calling, like I, when I was trying to find something that I wanted to do with my life, like a career, um, I would say try as many things as possible. Because when you're young, you have so much time on your side mm -hmm. that just try everything like you know if you're interested in nursing or you're interested in youtube or you're interested just try it you know hang out uh job shadow just try as many things as you can to see what you actually love doing 
that's the best advice I could just throw out into the world. Because when you find a career, and maybe you feel this too, but when you find a career like that feels like a vocational calling, it feels like home, it really, to me, doesn't feel like work. I just love it so much. And and that's what I hope for everybody. Yeah. I think that you're completely right because, you know, when, when I'm going on set and stuff, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like a job. It just feels like fun. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. And it's, and that's so important. And, and if, if you don't, like you said, don't try out just like you did actually video gaming, acting, singing. Now you found your, your calling essentially, but it takes time and experience and just trying everything. So that's great advice. Thank you so much for that. Oh my gosh. You're <laughs> welcome. I wish I would have done things sooner. So I've, I'm kicking myself for that, but I'm really happy where I'm at now. So yeah, that's okay. It's- I mean, there's a reason for everything and everything happens for a reason. Timing is kind yeah. of everything, you know? Okay. Yeah, and let's with do- that, like, don't be afraid to fail. That's another good one. I failed at so many jobs and it turned out for the better. Like I tried waitressing. I was terrible at it. I tried uh, bartending. I had a job for one day as a bartender. I was terrible. <laughs> I, 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 I hate I, to ask, but what did you do wrong? <laughs> Okay, so everything. Um, I did that two-week, you know, bartending class. And then when I'm there the first night, I'm so slow. So, you know, it's a fast-paced environment. There's a lot of people who want drinks, and I'm slow. I'm short. I can't even reach the bottles. And there was no ladder, so I had to climb. I was scaling, like, the the shelves behind to, like, reach different bottles. And I couldn't remember any of the drink combos. So I would just, like, pretend. And everyone's like, these don't taste right. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Because I couldn't remember the mixology. I was just like, hey, do you want a beer instead? And they're like, no. That's not what I ordered. I was a terrible bartender. I was an awful waitress. I found out I was dyslexic and I'd mess up everyone's orders. Um, it was I was a barista. Uh, so many. But that's the is don't be afraid to fail because the more you put yourself out and tr- put yourself out there and you try stuff, yeah. you'll find something you're good at. Also, people because, are afraid that I think failing that they can't come back from it. And that is really the right. story that we all look for as well. Is like, is, right. And then the truth is that you can. And you, you yeah, come you back can. with that much more knowledge afterwards, which I think yeah. a lot of people are afraid to fail for that reason. But it's it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I fail all the time. I still fail. Lindsay, are you in Dubai still? What are you doing? (laughs) I still live in Dubai, but right now I'm in California. How is Dubai? I got invited to uh, go to a couple summits there and panels, and we couldn't make it worth my schedule. But oh, you should definitely. That's a bucket list. I would say definitely if if you're being invited, you should come and experience it, and and try to come around this time of year or like December to March, but because before mm-hmm. it gets too hot, come when it's when it's nicer weather. But I would definitely encourage you to come. I think you'd love it. Like living there, do is there more privacy? Because I kind of Googled online that like prop, paparazzi, is that not a thing there? No, is that it's, like- not, it's not a thing. It's not legal. <laughs> so it's a whole different. What? 
I mean, yeah, living in the living in the U.S. for me was very hard because all the time it was just always, and it's really the paparazzi, especially in L.A. That's probably the hardest part for you to deal with. Yeah, it's is it, New York better about it, or is it New York it, is like, better? L.A. is the I think, worst. Yeah, L.A. is the okay. worst for sure. But well, so that's it's good, good that you're in a place <laughs> where you're safe. And, yeah, because yeah. you need to find, and you find you find your little pockets. I mean, you've been there long enough to know, but it's L.A. You find it's more comfortable to kind of do dinners at home and everything like that instead of, I think that comes with age too. You kind of get over the hustle and bustle of going out to dinner and that kind of stuff. It's like, it becomes a more exciting occasional thing. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I'm like such a homebody now after the pandemic, I was nervous I would get too stir crazy and I've actually really loved it because we've got the family here and Oh my God. I, I didn't, I just recently, it was December. I surprised my sister. I bought the house next door for her. So now we are actual neighbors. Like she's right. Oh my gosh. That's right amazing. That, <laughs> that wall. And she works with me full time. And now we just get to, we already were seeing each other every day, but now her commute is, you know, 10 that's steps so over to that's the so house. Sweet. So it's really, really nice. I like love it. Um, she's my only sister. I was always hoping we'd have a bigger family, but now she's just starting to have kids. Um, she's well, she hasn't announced it yet, but she's she just found out she's pregnant again. So this is gonna be her second kid. Oh, so. congratulations to her! Congratulations. <laughs> I, we're so excited. So you're gonna be so an, exciting. an auntie twice. Yeah, going to be an auntie twice. And before you go, I had to tell you, I'm so excited. I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. Like on (laughs) literally every year Hallmark, I watch the new 50 Hallmark movies that come out every year. And I heard that you are going to be in a Christmas movie on Netflix. Yes. I'm I'm dead. (laughs) I am dying. Is it going to come out in December? Do I have to wait till December? Yeah, it comes out in December. We finished oh. recently and now it's editing and then it comes out in December. But yes, it's called Falling for Christmas. <laughs> I we'll love you, this. We'll have to make a Christmas cake together and maybe see it together at some point. If I'm doing press in LA or something, we'll meet and bake together. And I would love that. Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Did it feel good to be back on set? Yeah, it was great. Like I said before, it's like, it's fun. It's, you still get the good nerves, the good butterflies Mm -hmm. that you get. But then once you're there, it's just like, you're having a blast all the time. The only, I've I've always thought the only part of acting and making movies that is work is the call times and, and just, and the call times and the hours, really. If sometimes you have to go over, that's really the only working part. The rest is just fun and exciting. It's hard when it goes over, you know, and then kind of like throughout the week, your sleep gets just less and less and less. Yeah, you have to. Less. I've learned as I've gotten older, I have to have, especially when I'm filming, I have to have seven, eight hours of sleep. I have to. Just it's to really so important. feel at my best. Because if yeah, I get to that I, six hours of sleep, my body doesn't like me so much. <laughs> no, I had my first experience with that. I know you've done a ton of projects so you've just learned that over the years i just did my first big one we did um the first big tv show is this competition baking show on hbo max it's called bigtopia and i got to host executive produce and judge and maybe i overdid it a little bit i kind of now i'm like well maybe i shouldn't have done all three of those things (laughs) the host Um, and judge probably is the difficult part i mean i'm sure the executive producing part is a little more exciting that side of it 
Yeah, and then we were like, oh, let's also film baking tutorials for little segments and the sneak those oh, in yeah, there. Oh, yeah, you definitely and pushed yourself to the limit. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? It was, you know. But hey, I, if you're, I don't, you know what? If you can do it now, do it. Because yeah. then you know for later, okay, maybe not this much. But like you said, try it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely learned like, hey, I need to sleep. Four hours does not cut it. Because the no, next day I'm wrecked. I'm like a zombie. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much coffee you drink. And then I'm just kind of like a hop, hyped up like kind of zombie where I'm just like not even yeah. <laughs> like what's wrong with Ro? Well, she's had 20 cups of coffee and she's I have no one sleep. and I'm flying. If I have one cup of coffee, I'm like too hyper. That's amazing. So. I wouldn't suggest 20 cups. I literally one time did 10 cups of coffee and then I had an emergency like poop situation on on the on the HBO set and it was mortifying because I had to tell our showrunner. I was like, Did I gotta to go. Cut it? Stop. Yeah. He was like, Can you hang in just five more minutes? Just five more minutes, we're gonna get these shots. And I'm like, I'm gonna push shit myself. I literally had to run off of set and there was no one to help me. I'm girl, I was in a romper. You know what a hook's back here and I'm like just begging you know my poor wrangler Max I'm like Max just please unzip me I, I'm and I ended up going to the bathroom in a men's bathroom it was just mortifying and embarrassing Whatever works but at that point oh my that god well that's the, the most, that's that's the lowdown on your baking that's show. the lowdown on my baking show as I almost pooped myself I was mortified and I learned many things one don't drink 10 cups of coffee to hey, make we're up all for human lack though, of right? sleep we're all human after yep. 10 cups and two don't wear rompers on set just whenever you can avoid a romper with all the sound equipment just don't do it just yeah, try easy, to avoid accessible, them. like clothing. <laughs> Dresses are better, skirts are better, pants are jeans, better, rompers. Jeans even. <laughs> rompers dangerous. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so so much. It's been really nice oh talking gosh, to you. Oh my gosh, Lindsay! Thanks for having me. And when the holidays come, hit me up. Let's do something. I yeah, love, I love to. holiday movies, and I just adore you. So let's celebrate your movie. I. <laughs> It's, I cannot wait. I'm so excited for it. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That means a lot because it's the first one I've done in a long time. So thank you. Oh, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> oh, yay. It was so great talking to her. I'm going to head to Whole Foods and get some eggs, flour, and sugar and get my bake on. Thank you all so much for being with me on The Lowdown. It always makes me feel fantastic to share The Lowdown on my favorite things, people, and ideas. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And if you loved what you heard, please share it with a friend. I'm Lindsay Lohan, and this has been The Lowdown. Lowdown.